everybody and welcome to this week's edition of The Organist Encores with me, Damon Cox. And before we go any further, I'd like to say a big thank you to Robert Hope Jones and the first of his regular slots on this programme. I very much enjoyed the music that he chose and it was great to find out a little bit more about him. And I hope that you all listeners did too. And it's great great to have a sort of fresh face, or I should say fresh face, fresh voice on this programme. Well, tonight we're going to be featuring organs in their original homes. Now, I know I've done this before, but obviously in half an hour, there's not enough time to cover all of them in the British Isles. But the emphasis on the instruments tonight are ones which are still in their original home, but sadly, for various reasons, aren't able to be heard either much or at all. So it'll be great to remind ourselves of some of these instruments which uh, don't get an airing all that much. So let's start by taking a trip over to the building which was once known as the Gaumont Palace, but is now perhaps best known as the Apollo in Hammersmith. This building is home to a fine 4 manual 15 rank Compton, but unfortunately because of the demands of the venue's schedule, the organ really isn't heard that much at all these days publicly, although the organ is kept in very fine fettle thanks to Peter Hammond. In fact, uh, out of last year, out of the 365 days, there were only about 10 or so where there was absolutely nothing going on in the theatre at all, and I felt very privileged to be asked to pop along on one of those days to give the organ a good workout, and I tell you, it was pretty thrilling to be in that room on my own exploring this mammoth beast, which uh, it doesn't really get uh, heard that often. A couple of commercial recordings were made at Hammersmith and perhaps the one which is best known is uh, the album that Andrew Fenner recorded there in 1969. So let's have a track from that. It's a collection of can-cans written by Offenbach.
Andrew Fenner at the Apollo Hammersmith with that selection of can-cans. And without wishing to get anybody's hopes up, there's a potential chance that an organ event may be happening there in the not-too-distant future. So I suggest you watch this space with eager, bated breath. Anyway, from one H place to another, and that's Harrow. The Granada, or the building that was once known as the Granada, is home to the last remaining H-rank Granada Wurlitzer. The organ sadly can't really be heard these days because the building is no longer a cinema, it's now a gym, so unless you want to hop on a treadmill, there's no real chance to get in there and hear the organ. Thankfully, a number of recordings were made of the organ at Harrow, and for this track, we're taking you back to 1982 and a youth at the console concert which took place featuring four young artists. One of those young artists was Michael Waldridge, who I'm pleased to say is still going strong, and here he is to play a sort of... The slow big band stylings of Irving Berlin's Cheek to Cheek. Michael Waldridge at the Granada Harrow with Cheek to Cheek. 
The Guildhall in Southampton is one of the original installations which does occasionally get heard. We're not going to be hearing it from tonight, but I bring that up because one man who was associated with that instrument for many years was Reginald Porter Brown, who was a fine composer of light music, very descriptive pieces with descriptive titles, like uh, Dance of the Free Old Maids, for example. One of the pieces which certainly is still popular amongst theatre organists is his novelty called Cheeky Chappy, which Simon Gledshill recorded on an instrument which sadly uh, doesn't get heard at all these days because the building is being sat there unused, and that's the Dreamland Cinema in Margate, which is home to a very interesting instrument. It has four manuals and 19 ranks of pipes, which is a blend of Compton and Notaman. And it's my understanding that when the theatre was looking to enlarge the organ, the theatre bosses thought they knew better and that Compton and Notaman would be combined to make a musical instrument. Didn't quite turn out that way for a very long time until David Wattenbach worked some absolute miracles on the organ in the 80s. So here is Simon with Reginald Porter-Brown's Cheeky Chappy at Margate. Cheeky chappy Simon Gledhill at Margate and a very ferocious crescendo pedal making its appearance once or twice in that piece. Thankfully, Odeon's flagship cinema in Leicester Square still retains its five-manual 17-rank Compton organ with its fantastic Art Deco illuminated surround. And the person who presided over that bench for many years was Gerald Shaw, a fine musician. Although I'm delighted to say that the organ is still being used and Donald McKenzie, I believe, pops in there and uses the organ occasionally for 
special film presentations. But we'll be hearing a track from Gerald tonight. It's a lively Leroy Anderson waltz recorded in 1968 called Bell of the Ball. Shaw, Bell of the Ball, and some iconic sounds from the Odeon Leicester Square Compton. Now, you might be forgiven for thinking I've made a mistake with the next track, because the organ technically isn't in its original home. Although, when it was put into its most recent home, a lot of changes were made to the specification, so you could almost believe that it was a completely different instrument. So I hope that you'll forgive uh, a slight bending of the rules with the next track, which sees the Watford Town Hall Compton. Obviously, originally, it was in the Gaumont in Chelsea. But as I said, a lot of work was done to the instrument to make it much more of a dual-purpose concert organ rather than a full-blooded cinema organ. 
Despite that, the organ is still there, but again, it's one of those instruments that just simply doesn't get heard these days, and uh, it's a great shame because on this recording made by Len Rawl in 1994, the organ certainly sounds like it packs a punch in that room. So here's Len with some almost George Wright stylings of love for sale. the Town Hall Watford Compton, or slightly misleading you there being in its second home, but I hope that you'll forgive me, as I said, bending the rules on that one. Lenton certainly sounding on fine form there. And those recordings were made in 1994 when the hall announced they were going to close, and because nobody quite knew what was going to happen, uh, the powers that be thought it might be a good idea to capture the sound of the organ as it was. It's a venue I've never been to, but would very much love to go and hear the organ there. Thankfully, things are a little bit happier at the plaza in Stockport. Despite the building's use changing many times over the duration of its life, going through a very vulgar-looking bingo stage, the 
building has now been restored to full original 1930s glory, complete with original Compton Cinema organ. One of the first in the UK with a glass surround, and the specification is a little bit unorthodox, being drawn up by Norman Cocker, who was one of the early pioneers as a crossover artist who could quite often be found at some of Manchester's prestigious cathedral organs and then would later be found playing for interludes at the plaza in Stockport. It's another instrument that has been recorded many times by many people, but most frequently by Nigel Ogden. Here he is in 1988 with the Teddy Bear's Picnic, or as it says on the inlay, the Teddy Bear's Rave Up, and I think you'll see why. Nigel Ogden at the Stockport Plaza with that lively, very lively rendition of the Teddy Bears Rave Up. It's been a predominantly Compton-heavy programme uh, this week, and it seems that Compton's really survived a bit better than Wurlitzer's did in their original home, although I've not actually sat down and worked out, but I'm fairly certain that there are more Compton's than any other make in their original home. However, let's have to end this week's show uh, two tracks by contrasting Wurlitzer organs. The first is, in fact, uh, sounds of the last ever Wurlitzer installed in the UK, that being in the Opera House in Blackpool. The organ is of a slightly more unique specification, including a very rare stop in this country, a tibia plena. The console also has a better unification than the other two Blackpool Wurlitzers at the time, and it was drawn up by Horace Finch. The organ, thankfully, has had pretty much continued use all through its life, although it did have a period of uh, neglect in the 1980s. However, in 1977, the Lancastrian Fizzer Organ Trust presented a concert featuring Ernest Broadbent and America's Lynn Larson. Uh, 
And it's Lynn who we're going to hear tonight with a very sumptuous version of Body and Soul. Lynn Larson, Body and Soul at the Opera House Blackpool Wurlitzer, featuring that instrument in a very different style. Well, time for the last track on this week's show. And although there are more recent recordings of the Gaumont State Kilburn Wurlitzer, I thought that we go well back into the deep and dark archives with a track featuring Sydney Torch. 
It's a real shame that this instrument can't be heard publicly, but the owners of the building have no interest in the organ whatsoever, although I believe occasionally the organ does get switched on, but obviously it would need a hell of a lot of work to bring it back up to scratch. And in the principle that nothing stays the same forever, uh, I have my fingers crossed that who knows, one day, maybe, I may be able to hear the sounds of this wonderful Wurlitzer. But for now, let's enjoy the stylings of Sydney Torch with a medley of tunes under the title Hot Pipes Part 1, including the toy trumpet, I'm getting sentimental over you, and the snake charmer. Thank you. 
The rhythmic stylings of the Gaumont State Kilburn Wurlitzer well, uh, in the hands of Sydney Torch, bringing this week's All Original Instruments show to a close. Don't forget to tune in next Thursday at 8pm where John Leeming will be at the microphone with a selection of music which no doubt uh, you will all enjoy. In fact, uh, I am recording the show a little bit earlier than usual so he hasn't had a chance to tell me what his plan is yet so I will be a surprise to me as it is to you but it will be a nice surprise I'm sure. Anyway, that's your lot from me and I'll be back in a month's time. Until then, from me Damon Cox, bye for now and see you all soon.